time for Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell on News Radio WFLA Orlando. All right, all right. Welcome to the show. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Thanks for joining us every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio. That's right. Man, the uh, the crowd gets crazy uh, when we do our initial announcements. I appreciate you guys for being here. Uh, check us out on WFLAOrlando.iHeart.com. If you're driving through the Orlando area, 94.1 FM, 93.1 FM. If that's a little fuzzy for you, if that's super fuzzy, then jump over to the FM or AM dial, 540 AM, to listen to us there. I was driving through a couple weeks ago through Orlando listening to the show, and, uh, and it was a little bit crackly, a little bit staticky until I flipped up over to the AM dial. So believe it or not, you you actually get a little bit more clarity, a little less traffic, I guess, on the AM dial there. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, great show for you today. Um, our our uh, um, great guests that we have, I was going to say our, our in-house um, everyday uh, guest here on the show that lightens it up, lightens our mood, and is the most dappy, uh, uh, dapper dresser in the room. I'm going to continue using that word um, to describe his clothing uh, methodology here. savvy. Sartorially <laughs> savvy. That's my word of the week. Uh, with uh, uh, no more time to waste here, uh, I'll announce Hans Kennan with Morgan & Morgan. Uh, Richard, good to see you this week, as always. <laughs> Every week, uh, I, I have attempted to wear yet again something different from the other week. Um, I can continue for many weeks, so we're going to see how long we can go with this. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And you can watch this. Now, we do it, I was going to say you can watch it live, but we are working on our streaming to go right on Facebook live oh, streaming. Right. That's we, right, we are. We're very, very close. Very close on that. But if you go to our website, contractortalkpodcast.com, you can tune in after we release the, uh, the full podcast, and you'll see video and audio. On the weekend, on Saturday, you'll hear full audio here like you are now on iHeartRadio. If you go to our uh, Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, you'll be able to hear all of the prior shows as well. So not just this show, any show um, on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. So any of our previous guests, if you really want to go back to them, I actually had a guy from Col- uh, California who's a public adjuster, said, I've listened mm-hmm. to your show. I've listened to all of your uh, uh, podcast uh, audios, and uh, I'd love to talk to you guys a little bit more, or even call into the show. Um, so I'll send him a link, and you can see what's uh, what, what are the similarities and what are the different differences and working claims in, in Florida than they are in California. So That'd I'm interested. I'm interested. Um, and today's special guest, uh, we have Brian Hastings with all, uh, Four Seasons Air Conditioning. That's right. Nice. Bringing your own crowd with you today. Wow. Nice. nice. That's impressive. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it did come with a, um, um, just so you know, Angela's fantastic. She put together a, uh, a full description. And so I'm going to read that. You can just kind of jump in uh, here. So um, uh, Four Seasons was founded in 1953, wow. which, which is amazing, uh, which I understand, Brian, your father uh, was, was the owner. And I now said, I said Brian correct. looks great for his age. If that's when he started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely more than Four Seasons. Yeah, just I'm not a man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many jokes. All right. They specialize in repair, installation, and also offer a 24, uh, I guess a 24-hour emergency service, uh, which in Florida is huge. Is they serve the greater Orlando area. Um, and, uh, and and she says some other great things about you. So um, feel free to, to dive a little deeper in there. Give uh, some of uh, the listeners here a little bit of background about you and the company and your service area. Okay, sure. Well, yeah, the big thing is Central Florida, so Orange, Seminole, a little bit of Osceola, a little bit of Lake, a little bit of Volusia. So about a 25-mile radius from 
downtown Orlando. Drop a pin downtown. That's it. 25 miles radius. That's it. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, our big, uh, I guess our big push is if you call, we're going to respond and be out there within 24 hours. That's, that's our goal. So we do that's everything excellent. we can. Yeah. Do backflips to do that. And in our techs, most of them have been with us for years, big on training. Um, just our techs are trained to repair, not to sell. That's, that's, I, that goes back to my dad. You know, he was all about, hey, I want I want texts that I would send to my mom's house mm-hmm. and not have to worry about them. So we yeah. still still believe that. Yeah, that's always a, um, a pain as a customer when already you come home and your house is super hot. Um, you make a phone call to the AC company and they say, um, and you see who's going to get out there first. <laughs> and the one that gets out there first ends up not having anything on their truck. They diagnose it uh, and they look at it and say, okay, your flux capacitor is messed up. We're going to have to fix that. Right. Right. So, but they don't actually have it. So we'll, we'll get the part and we'll be here, you know, tomorrow or the next day. So from what I understand, when you guys show up, you have those flux capacitors, you're ready to go. You're not trying to sell them something and then come back on another visit. Right. Right. Yeah. We definitely try. It's, it's getting tougher and tougher. The new units are, are computers. So it's, it's, yeah. Are are there brands that you, that you, Primarily service that you won't service. I mean, just in all honesty, yeah. <clears throat> do you pretty much across the board for service? Though? Across the board, yeah. Any any brand that's out there, we'll we'll work on it, and uh, we've we're certified on most brands. There's a few new ones out there, but yeah. Pretty much anything. And for those that are listening right now and they've heard about your 24-hour service and, and possibly the same day, if you guys can and they call early enough, I know how it is. We work in the service business too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we, it works out to where we're already in your neighborhood and so, sure, we'll stop on by. Um, so how would they, what's the best uh, way to contact you guys? Is it, is it phone? Is it uh, is it online? or, or Either, either on, phone is actually the quickest, believe it or not. And I, I love technology, but phone gets a live person. Mm-hmm. And a live person gets it entered on the system quicker than than having to weed through emails or, or those links that we put out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much better. And, and what's the best service phone number to I contact? Joe's you? phone sounds like it's from 1950. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original phone yeah, that's from right, four uh, seasons. Uh, crank phone it's a uh, rotary over here. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I got I got to get this. You guys continue. <laughs> oh man, best number four zero seven two nine five nine two three one. Now, does 9231 spell any words or anything like that? Just I, I'm sure you can make a word out of it, but no. Okay. <laughs> you know, like 24 cool or something. Oh, it's 24 cool. It's really <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 We did We did for our website. We did uh, acnow.com. So we, oh, we yeah. tried to get uh, tried to get. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I like right. that one. Right. Yeah, Short to the point. That's right. When you're here in Florida, your AC goes out. You you need it fixed right now, <laughs> for sure. Um, the average humidity uh, over the the entire year is about eighty six to eighty nine percent humidity outside. So that I, I'm telling you, when I when I went to uh, Colorado a few weeks ago, just talking to the people that live there, and then they visit to Florida, they're like, I don't know how you do it. I went there for a week's vacation. I was I was sweating everywhere. Everywhere is just I just, it's just so hot. And when they say that, and I'm up there at 95 degree weather up there and my lips are cracking because it's so dry <laughs> you know i'm drinking eight bottles of water it doesn't touch anything and i'm like it's it's just hot and dry up here i can't wait to get back home and they're saying i can't do florida because of 
how, you know, just humidity or how much uh, humidity is, uh, and they're not used to it. So they sweat okay. up there. There's no, nobody sweating. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and I, and, and you're used to installing these types of units to, to really drive down humidity. Um, and I think, you know, from an indoor quality, uh, uh, perspective, we, we see that from, you know, the musty odors, you know, we have, and, and, you know, we've mentioned this a lot of the show is like, you know, between 30 and 60% humidity on the inside is about average. That's where you need to be. Mold can grow over 60% humidity by having those humidity levels up on poor or non-porous and poor, um, or excuse me, porous and semi-porous, uh, materials. So you're talking about a clothes, uh, or excuse me, a closet full of clothes, you know, people are putting damp rids in there and all that, but it's really just not having proper air flows, uh, in there to keep the humidity down. The main purpose of an air conditioning unit, believe it or not, is not only to cool the place or to, to regulate temperature, but to, to regulate the humidity. So, um, and I know we're going to take a break here in a minute, but I'd love to talk about some new equipment, uh, that might be out on the market now and, or let's discuss some of these, um, what the blue lights or purple lights that people are putting in the, uh, the units and, you know, how we're seeing, uh, that improve indoor quality and is it worth it? Is it worth the money? You know, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of questions people have, uh, relating to what can I do to better regulate, my indoor quality, you know, and that does with you know, heating, cooling, and adjusting the humidity. Um, so many questions, so many questions I have, and uh, and we're going to tee up a question that uh, uh, the age-old question that we ask Hans almost every show with his nest: What is the humidity on the upstairs? downstairs what are they expected to be temperatures as it relates as well so uh, a lot of folks just look at the temperature um, and really it does uh, the humidity has a lot to do with how you feel uh, as well along with that uh, along with the temperature setting so we'll be right back on contract talk with richard kidwell Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts live every Saturday on iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining us throughout the break. Um, have a great show for you today. You don't want to miss it. And for our previous shows, we have them all archived. You don't want to miss a topic. You don't want to miss anything that we discuss here on the show. By doing that, flip on over to Facebook and search us there. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We also have our own website as well. I was going to say our webpage on Contractor Talk Podcast dot com has our full audio and we also do our podcast uh, uh, shows as well on there. So if you want, if you really want to see what Hans is wearing today, uh, what color tie he has on, you want to go over and click on that. Uh, that's right. That's right. ContractorTalkPodcast.com. Be able to view it live right there and give us your feedback as well. Um, we do communicate a lot through our Facebook page, through Messenger. Uh, shoot us a message on um, uh, through that uh, vehicle. Do it through Facebook and I'll be able to respond back and forth and even get you on the show. If it's interesting to you, we can still send a, uh, a Zoom link and bring you in real time as we're recording it. So we do record it 
prior to it going on to uh, on the air on iHeartRadio. So so we have the avail- uh, availability to get you on prior to the show um, and work some things out. And if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to cover on the show, go on over to our messenger on Facebook, Contractor Talk with Richard Kidwell. Shoot us, shoot us a message. We'll be happy to bring it up on the show. And then it'll air the next Saturday. And as well as you can go to our website, ContractorTalkPodcast.com and also listen to it there and or watch it on the podcast. So, all right. So um, we have a guest today, uh, Brian with Four Seasons Air Conditioning. And uh, some of the things that I've kind of teed up uh, right before we ended that first segment, um, well, I have questions and I'm sure our listeners have questions as well, too. This is great. I mean, how often do you get to just ask the owner of Four Seasons Air Conditioning all of these things, like these myths, right? I mean, people are like, I want to get that blue light thing. You know, does that really work? Does that make a significant change and is it worth the money? Before you answer, I have three of them. I have one in, <laughs> one in every one of my units. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm hey, Was that an upgrade or did you buy the, and it had it in no, there? No, no, it, it was, it was added. It was recommended to, to add to it. So I, I've one in each of the, the three units. The That's the keep like, with the, like the pet dander and like that kind of stuff. I, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to Brian, but all I know is I got three, so I'm looking for an affirmative. Do you have a filter? Here. Yeah, well, yeah, you got so filters. You, you have the things that burn it and you have a filter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think well, you got to have a filter, right? I mean, Brian, you have to filter, right? It's recommended, yeah. So, yeah, I love the UV lights. Ah. I love them. All right. Yes. You're good. Good, good. Um, They're they're surface killers. So if they're shining on your coil, anything that lands on that coil is going to burn it off. It's going to keep your coil clean. So, yeah, that, that's why I really like them. So the people that have pets and like bigger animals, like dogs and stuff, I mean, does, I mean, the hair, you know, would be pretty big. So yeah, the hair usually gets caught in the filter, but some of the dander will make it through and yeah, that stuff, Mm -hmm. the light will burn it up. So it'll burn the dander. And then, so, um, on filters, um, some people try to save some money on just life expenditures, but I've, I've, I've seen some of these filters, um, that, uh, either a, they're very, um, just not the right fit for it is very light. Um, and sometimes just, they just forget about them. And so then you just get the opposite, which is just so much hair, so much, uh, uh dirt dust collection on there that, uh, it doesn't do well for your unit as well. So, but uh, any suggestions on on uh, either a reusable one? Do you recommend like buying one that you take out and spray off, or just give more of the HEPA filters every three months? I mean, what is your suggestion? Yeah, I definitely recommend the throwaway every three month filter. Uh, those pleated, we call them pleated filters. The uh, there's a bunch like of the blue, like uh, I don't even know what you call. One. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Like a low MERV rating, basically, just yeah, like... Yeah, MERV 8, MERV 10. Um, is the minimum for residential, right? MERV 8. No, I'm going to look at it. I buy them on Amazon, so let oh. me, I'm going to have to look and see what I what I have. Now, now I would just recommend instead of a MERV rating, uh, more or less looking at HEPA filters because, you know, you're, may, you're catching particle sizes of what, like 0.3 and yeah. of a micron? Yeah. Um, how, how big is a micron? Um, it's like if you take a pencil and you just make a dot uh, uh, on the table, it's about a micron. Okay. So uh, a mold particle, a lot of times you, it's really, you're not going to see like a mold spore, you know, and those are an average of a micron, you know. So a collection of them, you're going to you're gonna start to see a colony of them. So they are pretty non-visible, so to speak, you know, that, that micron size. And, and, you know, we've got the, um, just so you know, the um, um, N95s, where that comes from is 
it will um, protect you or, or filter 95% of all objects 0.3 micron and larger. So that's uh, that's that's actual coming from the, uh, the the respirator manufacturer itself. Um, that, that sounds. I'm like, see, my filters I stick in the house are Merv eight. Oh, you need to go to our filter store. We've got some Merv sixteens that I can hook you. Merv sixteen. Yeah, that's like double baby. That's like double yeah. man. That's, that's right. That's double coupons. What are you gonna do with them? Yeah. Well, they're five inches thick too, so you can. Uh, it'll last six months to a year. How do I feel? But my, my size matters. <laughs> I, somebody had to say. Somebody it. said that. I heard yeah. that. I, heard that. Okay. Uh, I work for Morgan and Morgan. If you didn't pick up on that, um, there we go. All right, Joe Morgan, our engineer. Because <laughs> um, my, I know for the the the, the larger unit, you know, the, the <laughs> it does, size it, does it, matter. It's, it's, it's twenty by twenty by the two. bully's bully. So, but you say they're five inches. What are I going to do with a five inch thick filter? No, yeah. does it fit in the the side? Uh, I, I can't talk mine, today. The, mine goes in the bottom. Like, open a little door. And oh, okay. 20, 20 by 20 by two. Yep. Two inches goes yeah. in there. Those are great, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but Merv 8 is, is, is weak, is what you're telling me. Oh man, he's yeah, giving me this. Yeah, that's the minimum so his, recommended his, residential I mean, Brian, air filter. Brian gave me a grimace. Like I was like, he's like, ooh, ooh. like I could feel like viscerally. He was like, it, oh. It sounds like you may as well just be in the garage sucking on an I, exhaust I think pipe. Might as well, yeah, just <clears throat> no filter at all. I think we're gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna do, go. Do go you drink gorilla. ditch water going, as well? Going uh, commando, apparently. Yeah, yeah he was very excited that you have the uh, UV lights on there, and then yeah, you just. Down the, <laughs> down the toilet, man. Okay, so Merv, so is it Merv sixteen? Is that the number we need? To really, uh, we need, do I need Merv sixteen? No, we, we recommend Merv sixteen if someone's really got allergies. It's it's well, not it's, it's, it's I'm like well. a fountain. I, I'm taking I take like Zyrtec at night sometimes. I'm taking uh, Claire next during the day. But you sometimes. do have uh, you do have pets? We have we have a one dog. We have one dog now. We're down to one dog. But he's okay. he's he's big. I mean, he's a big. He's got. Yeah. And, and, you still have, and you still have kids. Oh yeah, I got in and five out. kids coming in and out on different times, and they're they're uh, disgusting. They're, they're, they're <laughs> filthy. I can't believe. It. I mean, like the doors open <laughs> in and out. You're yeah. gonna get debris oh, part, coming yeah, in yeah, and out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, they bring they bring some in with them. It's incredible. Watch, I mean, but. your house. Whenever uh, you're inside your house, doors are shut. Everything. There's just positive pressure that's just normalized, right? So it's just kind of going outward. Right, so, right. but as soon as you open the door, it's like phew, things get sucked in. You know. So that's why usually you'll have your 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 count of uh, whatever it is, you know, I, I, I live in the mold world, but well, you know, I have different contaminants coming in small sizes from, you know, from, you know, your landscaping, the, you know, the trees nearby, those types of things. Um, and, and as Brian's saying, it's great to not only have the, because of that, and of course you have pets and those types of things, good protection to have, you know, more than an Merv 8 rating, which is like the minimum residential recommended air filter. I mean, you know, I mean, you know me a long time. I'm not a cheap guy, right? I'm, but except for when it comes to AC, when I, when I go to when I go to Amazon and they, and they say I got I need f these filters and it's for four twenty by twenty by two, it's like forty five bucks and I'm like that's like ten fifty and it, it seems flim it seems flimsy yeah. like if, I don't feel but like there's a, there's a lot of value like you put it in the box and and it's really the weakest of cardboard <laughs> and, and it's got whatever this like toilet paper with a little wire through it right it just it doesn't that, feel robust like if like you open it up you're like that's a filter. Yeah. Like, I'd feel better about it, but they don't... They're That's because you're rolling with the Merv 8s, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I go to Merv 16, am I going to feel better about the construction? I'm going to be like, I think that, so. that's a fill. I'm going to be like that. Yeah, you when you like, open the box, it's a much different feeling. It's like, it's like mattresses. 
like in, like in the old days, mattresses were like they were like off white and they had roses on them. <laughs> they, they, but then they started making like in black and gray, and, and they're like, no, that's a mattress. I mean, it's, the filters to me, the Merv Eight for for four. Okay, all right, all right, sixteen. I get it. Brian, give me a look. Yeah. If you need more recommendations before we end the segment, Brian, how do they get a hold of you? What's your number again to reach you? It's four zero seven. Two nine five nine two three one. And you have a filter store? We do, we do. And that's on your website? Yeah. What is the website again? Website for the number four acnow.com. For acnow.com will get you not only if you need service, but if you need the filters and other parts right. as well. Ship them right to you. That's excellent. That's excellent. And you heard his recommendation. If you're rocking Mervay filters, or if you don't even know what that is, it's suggested you go and check it out on his website. Every three months, you should be replacing the air filters in your home. All right, so hang out throughout the break. We'll be right back with our special guest, Brian, with Four Seasons on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back. All right, all right, and we're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday on iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us throughout the break. Flip on over to WFLAOrlando.iHeart.com. If you're listening, uh, if you're on the radio right now, you can then listen to us everywhere you go, even outside of the Orlando listening area. Go to that WFLAOrlando.iHeart.com website, and you'll go directly to uh, where you need to be to listen to the show. Uh, iHeart has many different stations on there and there are different 94.1 stations out there. So go to that direct website, wflaorlando.iheart.com to listen to us live every Saturday right here, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. All right, so also uh, podcasts available on our website, contractortalkpodcast.com and that's where you'll be able to listen to our previous audio as well as our podcast. So Uh, If you're new to the show, we flip our audio over to iHeartRadio every Saturday. We record it a few days beforehand so we can get a podcast out to um, many different venues. Joe, if I'm not mistaken, what, we're on uh, Spotify? We're on uh, YouTube? Yeah, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, all of the uh, podcast streaming apps. So whatever your favorite choices, Overcast, any of those, Apple and, uh, and, yeah. and many of these, all of these, you'll find archives on the audio. Yep. And then yep. for our podcast videos. If uh, they want to check out the videos, definitely go to our YouTube channel at Contractor Talk Podcast, or they can. Uh, good call on our can, YouTube page. Yep. The YouTube, the YouTube page is where all that video stuff, all that great content lives. And then if they go to ContractorTalkPodcast.com, we have an archive on there that should also bring the user right on over to the YouTube page where they can see I like that. That's a great idea, actually. If, if you want to um, really not miss any one of our shows, go on over to YouTube and subscribe to our page. That way, anytime we then put up a new podcast, it'll it'll shoot you a message and you know that we're live uh, and we just uploaded our new uh, That's it. show. That's it. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, and then coming soon, we'll be doing some live streams through that and through Facebook. Perfect. We do need to get to that. That would be great. So, um, all right. And then, um, and yeah, we can do it offline off of iHeartRadio and I can actually cuss and do everything else that, uh, that we that's don't right. do that's on the, the iHeart show. That's the subscriber content. We'll have to set yeah. that up to get past the paywall. Right. I mean, we're going to invite, Pat, uh, invite Patrick Carr back out. <laughs> Which is and, so offensive and we'll that, do we, the, that uh, we should be behind a paywall do, for do that. the junkometer. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I mean, during all this of, like, everybody freaking out about, you know, uh, what they're touching, touching her face, masking this and that, you know, I was just like, we really need to like 
understand what the levels of cleanliness are on people's hands as they do touch this. And then it rolled into a weird discussion of what's cleaner, your hands or your junk. A terrible experiment. Because it's like... And the humidity, though, has to... Fight. I mean, you know, <clears throat> Brian may have been uh, to this also as to well, what's more humid on, you know, on the human body. Well, uh, yeah, because you know, it came into like, you know, to the point of like, ah, oh, well, washing your hands after the bathroom. A lot of times, especially in public restrooms, there's no doors, just a little circle. So you don't have to touch stuff. Right. So you just walk right through. Right. A lot of times you don't even touch your junk sometimes, you know, if you're really good at, you know, at it, you know. And so but then, you know, then you get like this whole oh, you got to wash your hands. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. I bet my guy hasn't been opening up doors and, stay, you know, touching all kinds of things. He's just chilling, you know, in the pants. And so so we had to test everything. And, and thank you, Patrick Carr, for, for being that uh, tester. Um, none of us in the room helped him do that, by the way. He went outside of the room and did mm -hmm. that. Now, for our next purposes offline on YouTube, I'm going way off the deep end on this. But we are going to go on YouTube and actually recreate that. I think we're able we're to do that We're going to have to do it again. Yeah, that, that would be the Will control that kick us off group. Of YouTube no, no, no. As long as we don't say anything controversial. All right. It's science. It is science. It yeah, is. it's irrefutable science. Yeah. So we're using an ATP meter, right? It's used for surface uh, testing of, uh, of certain bacteria levels. It's what Oppenheimer used in development of the nuclear warhead, I believe. That's I right. Basically, that the process was exactly the same. I think it's very mm. similar. Yeah, it was no different. The junk the, test. And there and was a chance of the, the world ending. Yeah, and both well, scenarios. It was, it was small, obviously. And both scenarios. But Interesting. You know, I'm very interested. Now I got to go see it. I, I ended up seeing Barbie instead. I don't know how I missed that Oppen. That was Barbie, too complex for me. Like challenge or whatever. Barbie, it really was. Barbenheimer. Oh, okay. Oppen Barbie. Yeah, it was where you go and watch both of them back to back, like five hours of the movie theater. Like, like, are you no, insane? Yeah. No, no. I was leaving there cutting myself after Barbie alone. I couldn't make it through the war movie <laughs> as well. It was, I heard that was three hours. So I was like, forget this. Um, anyways, all right. So um, back to our topic. Um, we have Brian with four seasons air conditioning and uh right before the break here uh we we're discussing um the well really the myth of should i put in the uv light well we just, then, then merv became a, a huge huge aspect i'm, I'm still <clears throat> joe what merv are, what are the filters you use at the back at the at uh, at the casa of uh, merv griffins of course <clears throat> well i was gonna say funny, funny you would use that line because i was about to use that also the only, oh the only merv i know is merv griffin That's merv <laughs> griffin i, I, I love don't see merv uh, testing air filters at all <laughs> I Look. watched that show. And I met with him when he owned resorts. I'll, I'll, I'll be real with you. You know, I mean, I gave you a lot of flack back there, but I don't even know my Merv rating. I will tonight, though. Oh, yeah. right. well, right. That's how you learn, right? I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, if Merv I wasn't in the industrial hygienist business, I wouldn't know what a Merv rating had to yeah, do yeah. with my AC filter. To be honest with you, and what the minimum rating is, just, it's a test question, literally. Like, what is the minimum Merv rating for a residential uh, air conditioning system? So, um, and, and that's it. All I know that that that's the. But so I've. I've always been talking about HEPA filters, you know, and we talked about, uh, you know, just about like the N95s, you know, uh, filtering 95% of all organisms, all contaminants, 0.3 micron and larger. Well, that's very similar to the HEPA filter. It mm. will actually... Um, filter out any of those, which includes a lot of your molds, pet danders and things like that, that are bigger than 0.3 micron. Most of your mold spores are around a micron uh, or a little bit larger, believe it or not. So, so and so are pet danders. When you say three, do you mean three micron or point, point three? Point three. Like a third of a micron. Right. Or point three of uh, so one like, micron. So like that pencil dot 
would literally be a uh, something as small as a third of that pencil dot. That's right. Like okay. unseen by the naked eye. Got it. You know, need to put it under a microscope 600 times to be able to view it. And that's mm. that's how the um, the lab folks read the, the, the mold spores, right? They do it a 600 times and they do it up and down like a lawnmower. They go left or right, blah, 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 reading the spores. And they'll say that's how many spores there are per cubic meter if it was done by air or, or, or cubic inch or whichever they do um, uh, via the method that they're pulling these mold samples. So I have to look around the house. I had a book called like this house or something and they took n- normal things and, and put them under a magnifying glass. There's like a dust mite, which is terrifying mm-hmm. and whatever the magnet was, I was like, they're like, oh, here's dust mite. You're like, ah, yeah. Like this thing's crawling uh, around in bed with me and it's, it's, it looks like a, like a dinosaur. Yeah. Or like and that's a, like the, like the, the opposite of humidity. Like if you have a, like a, like a under humidity problem, like if you're rocking like 20 or 30% humidity, you, you, you have a high percentage of having th- th- these types of mites. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. They like the, ex- the, the non-existence of, of humidity. Uh, so, so I didn't know that. I, so talking about the filtration here, uh, Brian, is it possible if a, you know, can, can somebody overdo it on the filtration? Like if they get a filter that's like super HEPA, is that going to restrict their system too much? Too much airflow restriction? Yeah, yeah, which can like, you know, that can cause freeze ups, right? It gets crazy, yeah. So it is possible and that's why, uh, like the MERV 16 filters we use, they've got to be thick because they've got tons of pleats in them. So if you stretch it out, it'd be like 20 feet long. So you've got tons of surface area. So you don't have that restriction. You've actually got less restriction. But yeah, if you're going with a filter that's, Maybe not high quality can definitely be a problem. The AC unit's got to have a big enough motor to pull through that filter. So, so if huh, the, so if the if the filter is well built enough, you can have increased you can have increased filtration, but but still have optimal airflow. Yep. Exactly. Sixteen. Obviously, since the last segment, I've learned so much. And, um, so, is sixteen more of an optimal? Like, I, I, I go, I go. You know what? I'm going thirty-two. And then, then my motor dies because it can't suck air through the thing. Well, so I mean, it's, good? It's, it's the same as like having a bunch of animals because I had four dogs at one time and forgetting to change your filter and then it just puts a big thick layer over it. And so oh, it will slow yeah. down your, your AC pull in and it will possibly make it freeze from what I understand. Is yeah, that right? That's exactly. Yeah. So yeah, optimal is whatever you need. Um, most people I'd say optimal is probably a 10 to 11 mer rating. Um, that's usually what we recommend, but. 13, 16, if you've got allergies. Yeah, that's good to know. Um, now, do you offer, for, for, for somebody like me that forgets, do you offer like a quarterly program? We come out, check the AC, change the filters and all that stuff? Yeah. Or ship, auto ship, even auto ship. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we got that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely recommend that. Um, and yeah, we remember to call you so you don't have to remember to call us. All right. And how do they reach you one more time? Give us your number uh, to reach you for that specific reason. So if you're like me, I recommend every quarter uh, maintenance program with Four Seasons Air Conditioning. How do they reach you on that? 407-295-9231. All right. That's how you do it. And we'll be right back in contract and talk with Richie Kidwell. Don't touch that dial. All right, all right. Welcome back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts. Thanks for hanging out throughout the break. 
special guest for you today, Brian, with Four Seasons Air Conditioning. Um, and uh, I want to kind of get right to the punch. Um, I've talked to you about where to get our audio, where to get our podcast, and how to listen to us um, and, and uh, on all different ways. Um, ContractorTalkPodcast.com is our website. Um, be able to direct you from there. And don't forget to go to our YouTube page, subscribe, like us there for all of our um, uh, podcasts, the video podcasts. All the audio can be found on our website and on our Facebook page and every streaming source that you use from Spotify to Apple, uh, iTunes, all of it. So, all right. So the question we had, we're talking, we're just kicking this around. I'm a like more of a oh yeah, I know this. And then I just forget. I get caught up in life and I don't change my air conditioning filters. I forget to do it. Um, and, uh, and because of that, I, it would seem much easier, uh, to, to, to work with your company now. Um, and as you said, right before the break, you actually call, uh, every three months and remind and say, Hey, can we come out and, and get your, um, your system looked at? Can you talk about the program and maybe what that would cost to some of our listeners and, and how that would work in their, you know, every day. And if it, are there discounts that would be able to, if you're doing their every three, three months or how does that work with you guys? Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much exactly. So we, we call ours a gold club program. I have no idea why it just seemed to seem to work at the time. But anyway, <laughs> twice a, the most typical is twice a year we come out. Um, we'll check the system out top to bottom, do just a light cleaning, and uh, in between times, um, if you do have any emergency service, number one, you, your priority. So you're going to move to the head of the line. Number two, mm -hmm. you're not going to have to worry about ever paying any overtime rates. So if it does happen to break down on a Friday night. No worries. Just give us a call. No overtime. Um, number three, if you do need repairs, 15% discount off our normal rates. And our rates are all flat rate. So there's no there's no guessing. Well, I think it's going to be three hours and we charge this much per hour. It's no. Here's here's the price. And, and that's it. It's it's fixed. And then the last item is, yeah, we remember we call you to let you know, hey, it's it's time. And if you don't answer your phone, that's OK. We'll send you a postcard. Awesome. That's great. That's great. And somebody like me needs that. I need that constant reminder. Hey, we need to come out and we need to make sure your system is working optimally. Um, cause right now power bills are through the roof. Um, I've seen on every post just on social media, um, saying how much and I've got hit too. Um, you know, Duke energy is who I have and from FPL to Duke and everybody is just raising their rates. So this summer was crazy. I was pushing 650, $700 mm -hmm. monthly electricity bills. I agree. It's crazy. Oh. Um, some of the things to help minimize that or control it could be something like the nest. Um, uh, Hans has several of these uh, around his house. Um, now, is that something that you do, Brian, at Four Seasons? Would you um, do upgrades or installs, even though they're small little things? Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. And the nest is great. Echo B is another one. Um, there's some others out there. Are there any of them that you install that you that you manage, or, or does it just kind of go on a Wi-Fi thing that the homeowner manages? So all of them are managed by the homeowner, but there's a few of them out there that we can monitor, and there's some of them that actually will allow us to do diagnostics. Those tend to be really? manufacturer-specific. No. They're amazing because we can actually troubleshoot the system from our office. 
That'd be excellent. Is wow. is that uh, is that for more of a commercial application? Because I think Hans is getting his checkbook out right now. Yeah, yeah, he's that's he's checking his bank account to see if he that's can residential as well. So you, you can there. remote troubleshoot the AC yeah. on a residential system. Yeah, yeah. Wow. my mom and, was uh, up in Georgia. She said, "Hey, my my house down in Florida, it's eighty degrees." She was looking on her phone, and so I pulled it up on the computer, ran a diagnostic got to the end of it and I said now everything's fine you've got it set at 80 degrees <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem is you pushed it to 80 that would be the operator error code exactly <laughs> we have full diagnostics and we figured out that you in fact pushed it to 80 degrees there you go have a great day um, sure, so I'm sure the bill was very light for her so um, what would that cost if because uh, I don't have anything um, wireless Wi-Fi related in my house, I've got two um, uh, th- uh, thermostats. What would that look um, like? Even roundabout numbers, what it would cost to change that out to what you would recommend Wi-Fi wise? They run usually with install. They run a, start around three hundred and go up from there. Is that including the unit? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's really competitively priced. Yeah, that is. <coughs> yeah. It's just, just the a, units are usually like one somewhere between one fifty and, and three, yeah. kind of. Right. For, for all the, like most of the nests run within somewhere of that range. So certainly in that range, that's very reasonable as far as coming yeah. and putting them in. Because, you know, they, they don't, you know, if you have an old thermostat, you know, they don't just click in. I mean, you got to take out the old one. Yep. There's like, there's like wired in. 12 wires. And then you're kind of guessing, you know, you're kind of guessing. <laughs> and then like, the fan has like a safety like mechanism. So you put it in, you got to wait like two minutes, but you're like, I'm sure I did this wrong. Right. Yeah, that's so what you're thinking for two minutes. to fire up and then it tells you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that, that generic ballpark price, that's well worth my time and like, well, I'm not sure if I Well, and, and why we say that is because like how much, how better is it to, to regulate maybe before you get home, right? And that's, that's what Hans does too. I see that he's got his handy dandy <laughs> app pulled up right now. I do, I do. Um, and so it's been super humid outside. It's been hot, not crazy hot as it was in the previous week. So I'm going to go with a couple of guesses here. So, so we have upstairs no, no, and downstairs. No, no, is, oh, okay. Which one's not working? I feel bad. Up, upstairs <clears throat> is working, but it's not connecting. It says it's offline. Oh, I'm real happy right now. So I got to buy another one and put it on. And I know where you can happens. do that. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm, that's Brian and I are going to speak after the show. He keeps one in his pickup truck. Just thinking okay, I, I have a so I, I have a guess for the. Well, uh, is it the downstairs one? Yeah, yeah, yes, so I have downstairs. I have the family room and the master bedroom, which which are um, which are, are surprise. There's a little surprise there, which I'm don't understand. Okay, all right, all right. I'm I going. I'm going with a little bit heightened uh, in the in the living room. I'm feeling 62 percent humidity in the living room for uh, for, for, for some reason right now. Well, so late go, in the day. Oh, wait, wait. I'm going to guess 58 in the living room, 69 in the bedroom. Ooh, good call. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. Getting crazy over here. Right. Brian, I know you're you're not you're not you're you're new to yeah, the game, but yeah. just in case you want to throw something out there. I'm going to say I think you're pretty close. 58 a good guess. I'm going to go 57 and then we'll go uh Price is right in me. 59. No, right there. Okay. Right. So, so the family room is set. It's typically set at 76. My wife decided when it gets when it gets hotter and more humid out, we come inside. And, and if it's 75 or 74, it's it's freezing in here. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's freezing. I can't believe it. And I'm like, oh, thank God it's cool in here. For God's sake. It's like 10,000 degrees outside. <laughs> Yesterday, I was actually, I was messing around. Putting, I had to put a license plate frame on one of the cars. Teresa came out and actually laid down on the driveway and she goes, it's so warm on the driveway. I'm like, 
And, and she's literally, she's lying there. And, and honest to God. And I'm putting the lights lit on. I turn on. I'm like, and so I go over and I, and I reach my hand to give her. And she's like, I'm enjoying being warm. I said, a neighbor's going to drive by and think I hit you. And now you're lying. Now I'm trying to pick you up off the driveway for God's sake. She's like, it's just so comfortable. I'm like, all right. So literally I turn, I clean up my tools and she's literally lying in the driveway just because, you know, all day, you know, the sun sits on the driveway. Um, so it's 76 uh, in, in the in the family room and we have a large, large kind of open area there. It says humidity is 48. What? what? Which it never, but it never says that. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, 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 that's why I'm so confused. It's probably the Merv ratings throwing uh, everything off. It could be. Um, <laughs> I'll have to go watch the show and watch a rerun. Um, but what's weird is the master bedroom, which is, which is, it's a split plan house, but, but the master bedroom's right, right off the, the family room is at 54 and it's, but it's set to 75. So it, there's still like somewhat substantially more, for, it's one degree less than the other room, but that, but it has, it's having 6% more humidity, which is odd. I, I mean, expect. a lot of this is very concerning. What with the, uh, mm. what with the upstairs unit now, now offline? Up, now with upstairs though, it's set at 76 <clears throat> and the other, and more recently that runs about 68, which is what I was going to, which is, which is mm-hmm. the basis of one of my questions for this. Yeah. Evening. And so I rarely talk about the, 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 the temperature, right. But we, that's what we think about. I'm going to put it to 75, 78, 71, whichever, but the way that you feel in there has a lot to do with your humidity and as well as it kicks on, um, your air conditioning system only kicks on, on the temperature number. Mm-hmm. So you could be at 75 degrees, but 80% humidity, you know, so there's, there, there's there's ways to make sure you regulate for comfortability for sure, um, and it has to do with both of those components, both so temperature Brian, and humidity. Over the break, I need you to think about this. We're going to come back, and I need to talk about dehumidifiers. Okay. Oh right, right, and and I'll cue that up by you know some people put those damp rids in their in their back of their closets, and if that's you, we're going to talk about this after the break here. So don't go anywhere. Contractor talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be back with our special guest Brian with Four Seasons Air Conditioning. Don't touch that dog. <laughs> All right. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday on iHeartRadio. Thanks for hanging out throughout the break. Giving some thanks to our sponsors. All right. Thanks for the whistle over there. All right. The crowd is on fire today, man. They really love our show, and they love our special guest today, Brooke Bolts with Bolts Legal. You go to boltslegal.com if you want some more information. There is information on the website if you'd like to fill out a contact form or send a text message. There's a phone number on there for you. Everybody loves texting today. Uh, in today's age, it's much quicker of getting uh, uh, the answers that you need and without all the fluff. So there is a way for you to contact somebody over at uh, Bolts Legal um, with a text message, not a rotary phone, but a text message phone. So, um, but anyways, uh, outside of that, uh, today we're talking about, of course, you know, the law changes that have affected us in both property and in auto, medical, and uh, every insurance form that we can think of, we've had happen this year. If you were living under a rock, you don't know what was happening. We had uh, a fake insurance crisis that was start, uh, started by Office of Insurance Deregulation, apparently, in just uh, December, uh, January of this year, all to start the fake crisis. They were giving away, they were like Oprah up there. They were giving away increases that nobody even asked for. They were like, you get a raise, you get a raise, you get a raise. One insurance company was in the paper, uh, asked for like a 14% raise or whatever. They gave them double, you know, and just because uh, they could. Just because they could. Tower Hill took a 50% increase. Why? Because they could. As they said, how would you like a bigger increase? Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And I even challenged them in front of what was funny is that while I was suing the Office of Insurance Regulation, uh, um, the, everything was going on up in Tallahassee during special sessions. And uh, David Allmeyer would sit over there. I would go up and speak and like actually like talk about him, you know, in there. <laughs> and then I would sit down. He would come up and speak and kind of talk to me, you know, be like, no, no. Because I came up and I'm like, no, I, I just don't understand how all these increases were given out. I am on the Office of Insurance Regulation website right now. And so weird. None of the, uh, the increases over 15% are listed on here for public hearings. That is so crazy because everything per by Florida statute should be, uh, uh, presented in a public hearing. If you're giving more than a 15% increase to an insurance company, mm -hmm. this is crazy that it doesn't exist on the website. You know, it's like, okay, Mr. Kidwell, you can go sit down now. I'm like, okay, well, somebody needs to answer that question because <laughs> you know, that's, that's very concerning to me Why everybody's getting an increase. Okay. Go sit down. Mr. Kidwell. Sit down and we come up and, uh, this guy actually says, he's like, well, you know, I mean, we, uh, we, we do have public hearings on, uh, on this, but it just happens so fast that a lot of times the public doesn't have a, uh, a chance to, uh, to be involved. And, and we uh, have a public meeting, but the notice is so fast, the public can't actually attend. What's funny is that like, why is the, no why is the notice gone? Like I was just on it and I showed them and they're like quick to have me sit down and Bob Rommel up there hates me anyways. You know I mean? We have a love, hate relationship. He was the one that did change the 2019 AOB statutes and we were, you know, anyways, love, hate relationship. But he was the, uh, he was the, uh, the, uh, 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 what is it? The, what do you call that? Uh, the main person up on the, the chamber what, what speaker. <clears throat> the sergeant at arms. No. Anyways, whatever. Um, he was, he, yeah, no, he's the, uh, the committee chair. That's what I meant oh. to say. Uh, he was the chair, uh, sitting chair that day. And he quickly got me off there. He gave everybody a couple of <laughs> minutes. He's like, all right, Mr. Kittle, well, we're on the, uh, uh, we're, we're on the amendment, not the bill. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. But either way, somebody needs to answer this question about this. So I tried in the Senate, I tried in the, uh, tried in the house and, uh, and, and very quickly you, you get just, you go sit down. We're going to do what the governor told us to do which is push this bill through without a comma, without a period, mm -hmm. without an amendment, without anything being allowed to be changed on this. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, Senator Pasadomo, who was the president, president of the Senate at the time, but basically said, we, uh, we're, we're the first ones with the guts to push through the governor's agenda. Which I thought was an interesting discussion about the check and balance of the legislative and executive branches. Mm. So basically she's like, we're going to do it. We're going to put through, push through his agenda. And I kept, kept going, is it your job to legislate what your constituents want and what's That's best right. for the consumer as opposed to just saying, what, what would you like us to do? And, you know, jump and you say, how high? Yeah, they're usually, they're, they're literally useless this year. And I, and I think, um, uh, representative, oh man, well, there, there's several of them. Um, and I think there were some that were more loud than others, um, would stand up and, and say, what are we doing? We were here mm -hmm. to legislate. We were here to speak on behalf of the constituents in the state of Florida. And we're not, we're not legislating. We have lost our legislature. Um, representative Geller, uh, quote, uh, stated that, and nobody said anything. There was applause in the crowd and the sergeant of arms said, everybody, no, no applause in there. And, right. uh, and Geller sits down and, uh, and the chair says, okay, guys, we can't have, uh, any outbursts. We can't have any, uh, applause or anything like that during the hearing. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, 
What about what he just said? Like, <laughs> what, what, what are you worried about people clapping? Right. And I'm like, but you, you, we've lost our legislature. Nobody's doing anything about it. They're all just puppets. And it's cool. I mean, you know, we're supposed to have separate branches for a reason because too much control, as we see, is harmful for the uh, for the consumers in the state of Florida. And that's what we saw. Millions and millions of people were screwed like from the December uh, 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 signing of the special session, the the, the March signing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came out with an insurance accountability bill at the last minute, which really didn't do a whole lot. Gave the military extra time. It did a couple fixes, to, to, but it did nothing for bad faith against insurance companies. It did nothing for any penalties against insurance companies for slow walking or or just outright denying and emboldening them to, to, to hold on. What's interesting in that statute also is if there was, in fact, conduct that the insurance that the department of insurance that oir office of insurance regulation found to be a problematic the 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 penalties stayed with the government that the folks who are actually aggrieved who actually need need help and need money to do what they need to do are, are not provided with a, with any money that i've saw out of that statute it's simply a fine that the government wields against the insurer, who's their one of their biggest benefactors so they they get to write a check back to the government I mean, and again, the consumers are really left in a cold again. Mm, mm. Um, and, th- and that's unfortunate. I mean, the consu- it's like biting the hand that feeds you, which, which is what I don't get. The insurance companies and their billions of uh, dollars in the bank come from the backs of us consumers. And yet we're the ones being beat down over and over and over again, feeling the 100% increases in insurance with no claim volume, especially in that area um, where we live. We, we discussed this as well too. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, our renewals are coming back double. You're like, why my house didn't double. Right. You know, they, uh, no claims. Right. Right. Um, And we've also talked about proper coverages. um, And I think maybe, Brooke, you can help us here um, uh, understanding the types of coverages. We've had some folks, uh, one of them wrote into us and said uh, to our show and said, um, hey, I'm uh, I've got a lot more um, contents inside of my home. And this is me just saying I have a lot of stuff inside of my home. Um, How do I know if that's going to get covered for it? Is it under coverage? A? Is it under this? And, And again, I'm not an insurance agent or anything. Um, and I say, if it were me, if I had to replace everything in my house, um, that's not screwed into the wall, you know, from mm-hmm. a painting to rugs and couches and all of your personal items, what is it going to cost to replace all that? You know? Uh, and like you said, Hans, I mean, you know, if it's a collectible thing it may be a different type of insurance, mm-hmm. um, but those are the ty- types of things you want to think about coverage C for contents. Um, but, um, and I know Brooke, you've seen people and I know we have up in the panhandle uh, that were underinsured. Um, but what advice would you give people that are saying I'm about ready to renew my policy or I really want to get the best bang for my buck, but I don't want to be left out of coverage. What advice would you give them? There's a couple of, of important factors to look for. One is water damage coverage. I think people mm-hmm. just make an assumption that I have coverage a, which is for the dwelling. I have three or $400,000 worth of coverage there. So if a pipe bursts in my house, I'm going to be able to access that three or $400,000. Well, what they don't realize is there's a separate section in the policy oftentimes that puts a cap on your water damage limits. And a lot of times it's only $10,000. I've seen that time and time Mm -hmm. again. And $10,000 
is nothing when you've had a water damage claim. Oftentimes the insurance company will send out a water mitigation company and just the fans and the and the initial mitigation can exceed $10,000. So and and then the homeowners upset because they're not getting any money. They thought they had 3 or 400,000 dollars worth of coverage and they just didn't know. So looking at your water damage limits is very important to make sure you have adequate coverage there. Same with the mold coverage. The mold mm-hmm. coverage also generally has uh, either sometimes it's complete exclusion and other times there's a cap. So you want to look at that also. Wow, that's good to know. And, and and I think it's important to take away from that. Look at your exclusions, look at your coverages, but also look at your exclusions. All right, we'll pick this back up after the break. We'll be right back. Contract Talk with Richie Kidwell. All right, all right. And we're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts, iHeartRadio every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Or hop on over to our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. You'll be able to see and hear all of our episodes. And don't forget to check out Hans Dapper Suit of the Day. So every podcast, Hans has a different suit on, and you will never see the same suit twice. So if you're very interested in that, check on, uh, go on over to our website, contractortalkpodcast.com check it out for yourself you try to mix it up a little bit you know it's a little more conservative a little more flamboyant on the way this is yeah. more, a little more conventional but you know it's something everyone can wear yeah, I have to highly rate today's I have to highly rate today's suit it looks very sharp I like I like the contrast and colors you know also somewhat muted it's a little bit less like better call Saul I can't wait do you have any cell phones that you can give me I can't wait to see like the loud suit I feel a little yeah. bit of the next top model all of a sudden the way <laughs> like Heidi Klum's going to come in and well, I mean, question I, my fashion sense. I mean, check out this guy. And you can check out this guy if you go to contractortalkpodcast.com and you see our YouTube page, all of our archives. I mean, That's I, right. look at this guy. Right. Yeah, and you will right. not find the same suit twice, though. So yeah. we will let you know when that happens. But we are continuing a weekly show. Yes. We will see what happens. I just imagine his uh, his his closet like the Jetsons. You just hit the button <laughs> and say, I want blue. Or black pants and just like one of the dry cleaners and it just keeps going in a circle or if you think back like this is a throwback to that awesome 90s movie clueless when uh yes. when the girl goes into her closet mm-hmm. right and she's got the windows 990 PC. that's where I, my mind went was clueless boom yeah that's what i'm huge got going clueless fan yeah and i think the dad was a lawyer as well so there's a lot going on here yeah. Oh, yeah. The pink paper it uh, uh, has a little oh, that perfume was, scent that on was it. Legally blonde. Oh crap! Uh, oh no! 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 Clueless man. She, yeah. Uh, no. no. She Never gave mind. us her resume. It's it's pink. And it sent it. <laughs> <laughs> but it stands out. You'd hire that person, wouldn't you? You'd think about yeah. it. Her, her, as I said, her last season, Jimmy Choose, I think, is what the, <laughs> is what, was the, the denouement, my mother would have said, as to how to solve the crime. That's right. That is one thing that we will not see in Hans's closet is last season, Jimmy Choose. That ain't happening. That's not happening. I think Hans remembers that movie better than I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those parts came back to me. I'm like, okay, but it's been a while. So it's either, so it's if it a, does not fit, uh, you must <laughs> quit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Going back to a different show. All right, anyway. But, uh, all right, so before the break, Brooke, we were talking about uh, some good information for a policyholder or somebody that's either going to renew or buy a new policy of insurance for their home um, to what to look for. And before the break, you were saying that you know, it's very important to have water damage coverage. And that's that's it's interesting because there used to not be a partial of that. It just if you have a loss at your home, it's covered, and this is your, this is your full amount to access three or four. 400,000. Uh, but now we're seeing so many crazy exclusions uh, in the policy and some are capped. Some are, you have $10,000 to use unless you use our preferred pretenders. Uh, I mean, all of this stuff to force people into outside of their own independent uh, hiring of their own contractor, which is crazy. It's against the Florida statute bill of rights for consumers. It's against just anything that I've grown up to understand. When I have my own home, I can choose whoever the heck I want to, to provide services on my home. Like, I don't need the insurance company to get involved. Like their standpoint should be to pay the bill. That's it. That's what insurance companies are for. But now more and more, they're getting involved in actually trying to do the service. Right. But then we've also seen insurance companies that get greedy. I mean, look at sunshine that went out uh, mm-hmm. years back. OAR did a full autopsy on it to find out that they were um, overpaying certain service providers um, that they owned. Mm-hmm. So they would overpay their tarping company by $25,000 a jump on that. So they can put more money into that all under the guides of, Oh, you have it under your policy so they can lower the amount they have in their operating ca- uh, account. So they can then, and get an increase. Mm-hmm. And then if they, if it, if they, if they do it wrong, then they get into a mess and OIR puts them on probation and then eventually puts them, it makes them insolvent. And then everything goes to FIGA and then they bonus themselves out like a mofo on the way out. I mean, two, three, $400,000 yep. an executive on the way out and that I'm not making up. You can look at it. It's sunshine insurance company. It's in a, uh, in an article you can find on Google, I'm sure. Um, but that was one op- autopsy that was done post, uh, 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 insolvency of an insurance company. And we've seen it so many times. I mean, they are so greedy and egregious that it's like, I, you don't know what to believe uh, mm-hmm. in, in, anymore. I mean, you saw UPC, they're still doing great. Uh, uh, they decided to pull out though, um, out of Florida. OIR allowed them to do this, which is uncanny to me as well too, because they're, 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 they weren't hurt at all, but the state of Florida decided to allow insurance companies to be their own entity in the state of Florida with only $15 million in assets. Mm-hmm. That was so, around 2009, 2010 with Charlie Chris. That was when, when that all happened, when he came to them and said, when the insurers said, we're leaving. You know, I mean, and you look back, we talk about crises and whether they exist or not. Mm-hmm. You remember like in 2000 when all, remember all the emergency room doctors were leaving Florida. I remember back then when they, when they wanted medical mal, when the insurance companies wanted medical malpractice caps on non-economic damage and economic damages. The, the whole the whole thing was doctors are leaving. No one's going to know. There'll be no doctors in Florida unless we pass this this thing. And and ridiculous. Obviously, twenty years later, I mean, there, there's more people here than ever. There's more doctors than ever. So whenever they make the, they kind of have this this press blitz where they say you won't be able to find your kid won't have an emergency room doctor if you don't pass this. It's, the legislation just simply doesn't have that grand an impact on on people's individual desires. Mm-hmm. Doctors want to live in Florida too. I mean. But that was one of those things, the insurance companies we talk about. Um, you know, originally it was the public adjusters, then it was AOB contractors, then it was roofers, then now it's lawyers. 
Now and now it's global warming, apparently, which right. I don't know if they can't do anything about tax and that or getting money out of it from mm-hmm. that. But that was in today. It was an article in today's paper about the fact that we're, I believe, number two in the climate change impact in insurance. And it was also we talked about from the New York Times article that talked about all these other causes. And they said, but really, the problem is global warming. Right. And so but but along the way, the consumer pays more and more and more. Now, if you want to come to me and say, look, weather's changing. These things are issues. It's going to cost more to insure homes. It's one thing, but you don't need to always find a culprit other than people the insurance companies don't like. They don't like public adjusters. They don't mm-hmm. like roofers. They don't mm-hmm. like AOB contractors because all, all of those are sophisticated entities which know how to get paid. You know, my mom, your mom, someone's mom, they don't know what they're doing. They're like, well, they sent me a check. I don't know what it was for. Mm-hmm. And they don't know and they deposit it and off they go. But all those things happen, but the crises are all really created in an effort to make people scared, right? That's what terrorism is, right? It's mm-hmm. making people scared for the future. Right, um, right. Or to create seen. a chilling effect. Yeah. I mean, we've heard that as as well. Um, and all that has done is to confuse insureds to make them not want to file a claim. Right, right? Yeah. UPC dumped 91,000 uh, policies and Slide got the benefit of that. The one that the owner that started uh, Heritage and took mm-hmm. 400,000 policies from citizens, right? Now he's taking 91,000 policies from them. He's buying more policies now from citizens, yep, you know? Also, all you know, and then all of the claims went to FIGA. Yeah. You know, so it's just like the insurance companies are getting so many upsides right now. This guy, Brian, he's obviously a genius who started Slide, who started Heritage. He knows how to work the system. Uh, and he's the one, he's the only one that's getting richer, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Office of Insurance Regulations just allow him to do whatever he wants. Um, but but within that, we were talking about policies and the exclusions, um, and they're getting more and more um, uh, crazier to understand. Um, the, 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 the installing uh, or the uh, how to install a radio instructions. Um, I, my dad used to say it a little bit differently, but uh, it was very difficult, right, to, to, to read through this. So you mm-hmm. almost need a lawyer to review your policy before you actually have a claim. But the biggest takeaway from that, what Brooke was saying is like, understand your uh, exclusions in your policy, you know, understand that you may have a $10,000 cap. But uh, to, to your point, though, like the two major ways that we have uh, damage to our home are from water damages, right? From uh, from uh, uh, sewer backups and from wind. So those are the two major ways that we get damages to our home here. And a lot of these start, uh, exclusions are starting to include them, like water damage exclusions or caps or wind exclusions or caps and those types of things. So that's unfortunate. You almost, like I said, need a lawyer to review your policy to really understand. But talk to your agent about that. Make sure you don't have any crazy caps. Up your mold coverage. Ensure that you have no caps or exclusions on water damages and make sure there's no managed care program on there that makes you use a certain service provider like a people's trust policy that makes you use their preferred uh, uh, vendor there. So you want to look for that, look out for that. If you have any questions for us, go over to our uh, Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Ask us there. We'll put it on the radio next time. We're going to take a break. We'll be be right back. Contract Talk with Richie Kidwell. All right, and we're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday. We're on iHeartRadio, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Thanks for hanging out throughout the break. Jump on over to our website, contractortalkpodcast.com. Don't miss a show there. We archive everything there. We're working on actually live streaming on that eventually and definitely on our Facebook page. Jump on over there, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell on Facebook. You'll be able to find a lot more information on us. All right, so talking about policy premium, or excuse me, 
your home insurance policy, what to look for. We have a lot of questions about that. It's becoming very confusing. You almost need a lawyer uh, outside of your insurance agent because sometimes even your insurance agent gets confused because I call them. I say, hey, I want full, because you just say it as a, as a consumer, right? I want full coverage insurance. I want to make sure I'm covered in case of water, in case of a pipe break, in case of a hurricane. I want to make sure I'm covered. Um, and they're like, yeah, 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 I got you this. But then at the end of the day, you want in the cheapest price, right? You want the best rate. So they may give you a policy that has a discount on it. And the discount, you have to look out for those discounts. That's where they get you. That's where the exclusions will stick or a managed care provider situation may stick. So let's say you have people's trust insurance or some uh, security first policies and some others are now starting to include um, a discount. It might even be like 50 bucks for the year. But it says if you have a claim or if you, or if you have a post loss um, uh, or a loss under the policy, then you must use our preferred vendors. And um, I, I'm sure you have some stories about that, Brooke. Um, if you could tell us about that, I mean, yeah. it may hopefully steer somebody from using a people's trust type of policy or like a security first managed care type of policy. Can you talk about that? Sure. I get very common complaints from homeowners who call me who have been required to utilize a contractor that is a preferred vendor of the insurance company. And they say, I can't get a hold of this contractor. They started the work and now I can't find them. They're not responding to me when I complain to the insurance company. They don't respond to me either. Uh, or they use the wrong materials. They send people who don't speak English and I can't communicate with them when they're here to be able to give them the direction on what needs to be done. I mean, there's just no oversight of the quality of work that's being performed on these insured homes. Um, the insurance companies just lose it, looking to save money by utilizing their own preferred vendor at a cheaper price. But the the insureds are the ones who are suffering because the work is not being done to their satisfaction. And as a homeowner who's paying their own contractor, they would have the leverage to say to a contractor, look, until the work is done correctly, I'm not going to pay you the rest of this money. But mm -hmm. when it's being paid directly by the insurance company, then the homeowner has no idea whether they're being paid or not paid and they don't have any control over it. They can complain and send emails and leave voice messages, but ultimately they have no control over what happens in that relationship between the insurance company and that contractor. So they are just really in, in a poor position because they are at the mercy of this contractor who they have no relationship with and no um, control over. Right. And that preferred vendor won't even start the work until you pay the deductible. So right. there's, there's really nothing that you can hold back from that contractor. Um, and you mentioned uh, materials that maybe won't match or less in quality. Well, every RCVHO3 policy um, has that, or every HO3 policy has RCV and a replacement cost value, but it goes deeper than that. The Florida statute says that it has to be, your material has 
has to be, or the loss, or the uh, the materials that were damaged has to be replaced with like kind color and material. So if you have um, uh, like 12 mil flooring, it needs to be replaced with such type. You can't go with eight mil, you can't go with less. It has to be adequate to what was there prior to. Um, and I heard one roofer say, and I, I love the way he said it. It was like, it's like, listen, man, it's like if there was gold plated underlayment underneath this, uh, these shingles, mm-hmm. well, we're going to freaking replace gold plated underlayment underneath this. It's, it's just, that's what, that's what we're doing here, you know? And so I'm sorry you don't agree with it, but um, let, let's go with Mark Knee James, right? I mean, it's just a, uh, uh, an attorney, a famous attorney here in the central Florida area. Well, after Hurricane Irma, um, his house was very affected by it. I was the assessment company out on there. And um, what do you do in a room with gold flaked uh, wallpaper? I, I don't know, but we told them that they had to shave it down, uh, melt it, and uh, put it back up and respray it. And Chubb had to pay for it. And uh, and what? And again, I mean that again. You have to replace with this uh, light kind color material. So we absolutely had to do that. We had to get a supplement on it. We're all scratching our heads, going, "Well, how do you how do you re- uh, fix and replace this?" You know. And so um, that was that was the end of that. Is that they had we had to find a company that came uh, to scrape all of the flakes off the wall, melt it down, put it back in a hopper and uh, spray it back on uh, after they put the material back up after the walls were fixed. Uh, I thought that was an interesting story. It just, but that's what, um, I mean, there was a lot of work behind all of that to, to ensure that he got what he was, uh, who was owed under the policy. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what it's about. Um, um, now, Brooke, with the managed care vendor and the program that they elected, you said there's not much they can do. Um, I have heard of people, though, um, hiring their own general contractor uh, to oversee the managed care vendor. Um, And I have heard that that has worked in the favor of the homeowner, being that the general contractor would find the indifference of uh, via inspections and oversight of that job to say, okay, the material was wrong, the installation was incorrect, this and they missed this, this and this. Here is what it would cost to to put you back to pre-loss condition. Um, have you had any traction uh, from that direction? Not specifically with a general contractor overseeing the work. I have seen where a, a, a contractor of the, of the homeowners is choosing can, if they're willing to match the price of whatever the preferred vendor would charge, then on occasion, the insurance company has agreed to pay the homeowners preferred, you know, chosen contractor. Sure. Um, but I, that's, I haven't heard of, of yeah. the general contractor overseeing it at whose expense are they? It would, it would start off with the insured, um, uh, being, uh, uh, expending that, but it would be reimbursable from the insurance company, um, with that detail from the general contractor stating that this contractor missed X, Y, and Z, and this is what it would cost me to, to, to fix it and, or to rip out the wrong flooring and put it back because they've decided that they're done and they're not going to come back. Cause one of my friends had this same situation happen. Um, the rapid response replaced the flooring and they, they messed it up and they, um, uh, they put it in the wrong way. Um, and they refused to come back and there was, you know, bubbles in it after 
afterwards, like we're talking about a week afterwards, there were bubbles and things like that. They didn't put the underlayment on correctly. So they ended up hiring another contractor who ripped up all the flooring, put it back in and sent the building to the insurance company and they had to pay it. Um, so it was a little bit of a, um, uh, a lapse in time. It took them to recover mm-hmm. their money, but they did have to front the bill for that. Luckily, they were in a space that we they, they could do that for a minute and get reimbursed. And that's unfortunate. But I have talked to other folks and I've told them the same type of advice. My friend, um, this is what they did um, and they were successful on it. Um, but it's again, I mean, it's a lot of work. Um, you, you really need to get a, a, a trusted contractor involved in the beginning uh, to uh, to provide their full estimate and scope. And I think that would be great. Um, you as a consumer getting that done ahead of time, because finally, I guess you will get a scope from their preferred vendor. Um, and what you're saying is that the scope comes first rather than them doing the job as the preferred contractor. So the scope should come first. And if the, if it doesn't, you need to ask for it because there are times where they just send out the contractor and you don't really have a good understanding of what's going to be done. So mm-hmm. the scope is something, and by scope, it means what work is this contractor being hired to do? You want to make sure you have that in writing in the form of an estimate Uh, showing you exactly Mm -hmm. what's going to be performed before you allow a contractor to start doing any work on your home. Right. And uh, we're talking about property policies of insurance. Make sure there's no managed care programs and watch out for those exclusions. We're going to take a break here. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts. Thanks for hanging out throughout the break. iHeart Radio, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Don't miss a show. And go, by going to our uh, our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, you'll be able to find archives there from previous shows, topics that you don't want to miss, as well as going to our personal website, ContractorTalkPodcast.com. Everything there, Contractor Talk, you don't want to miss. All right, so right before the break, we're talking here with Brooke Bolts with Bolts Legal. Go to boltslegal.com for any questions you may have on your property or auto insurance. She is your gal to help you out. She's local. You want to give her a call if you have a uh, dispute against your insurance company or have a question about your policy. So we were just talking about policy exclusions, managed care programs so that you may get a small little discount for you want to watch out for them. If you want the, the freedom to choose your own contractor after a loss, then don't take the discount and sign up with an insurance company that has a managed care program. That's what that means. Managed care program means you have a loss, they take care of it, right? So they're going to pay the very lowest that they possibly can. So it's like having a full medical policy and getting Medicare doctors, right? That's what it's like. So you don't want to sign up for that unless you really want the savings of the Medicare type of uh, uh, policy, right? You get what you pay for. But if I'm paying what? The average four, five, six thousand dollars a year. Well, I want full coverage. I want everything that's bound within that policy to exist for me when I need it. That's why I'm paying four, five, six thousand dollars a year because I need that access, right? So um, now, Brooke, you were mentioning that there are some other scary type of endorsements coming out nowadays outside of like the water damage caps or or type of exclusions. Um, but even scarier than that are roof surface depreciation schedules. Um, How is that even legal 
when that was shot down in the Florida legislature several times over the past couple of years where the roof schedule got kicked out of Senate Bill 76. It didn't make it in. And many carriers were starting with the roof surface schedule depreciation model while it was just in, um, you know, hanging in an amendment that ended up getting killed. But like, like, like Heritage jumped right out and had it. I was like, ah, 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 you know, you can't do that. Like they, they haven't even like, you know, uh, signed the bill. Like, what are you doing? You know, they're already coming out with that, you know? And so like, how do you get away around that or to be cautious of these, Hey, I'll give you a discount if you have a roof that's less than 15 years old or whichever. Um, if you can speak about that, it sounds like some scary stuff. Sure. So in general, for most homes, the roof is going to be the most expensive Mm -hmm. repair you will ever need to make. So when you're looking at an insurance policy, you want to look specifically at any provisions related to the roof and the insurance companies for the same reason that it's such an expensive cost to them. If something goes wrong with the roof, they're looking to limit their liability and their exposure on your roof as well. So you want to look at anything, any exclusions, particularly the rate relate to the roof. Now, back at the time of the the Senate bill, when it was all being debated, we were all jumping up and down about this this cannot go into the bill and ultimately did not go into the bill. But at the time I learned um, that the office of insurance regulation had already approved a policy with that language in it. And ultimately you have statutes, but then you have contracts. The insurance policy is a contract. So people can Mm -hmm. contract for whatever they want to contract for. So if someone offers you a non-negotiable contract though, I mean, that's an HO three policy, a surplus lines policy is a negotiable contract. And that's where I think that that's where the separation exists, right? Because if I can't negotiate the contract, then, then for me, it has to follow the laws and the rules set by set forth by the Florida statutes. So, and if it, if it, if the Florida statute says an HO three policy has to have two things, RCV replacement cost value and ordinance and law. And as you've seen now, they've made amendments to change it to where it says ordinance law now can be signed off, you know, by a signature and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, disputed by the homeowner. If they don't want it, it has to be offered to them. Right. So, that's the, how does a contract, I mean, doesn't the Florida statute survive? Uh, uh, you know, that's invalid um, for them to put this uh, depreciation schedule in there. It's invalid. It has to be. I agree with you, but I don't know, just like anything, until it gets litigated all the way up to the Florida Supreme Court and the appellate courts, there's going to be um, differences of opinion until it gets decided uh, mm. at the end of the day. But I, I it, the tip for the consumers to be on the lookout for it, for it. If there is something in your policy that limits the coverage of your roof and what this fee schedule looks like is it says, uh, if your roof is more than say 10 years old, then we only pay for a certain percentage of the roof replacement, not the entire roof replacement. So I think it first goes to like, we'll pay 75% of the roof at 10 years or, and don't quote me on this. I'm not, I don't have it committed to memory, but it goes down to like 25% of the roof um, that, that they'll pay for. And that of course is, is pennies in comparison to what the roof is going to actually cost. Plus you have a deductible on top of that. So it's really not going to provide, provide you much yeah. coverage, a new roof. Uh, if you already have a new roof, it's not likely it's going to go bad on you. It's the older roofs that start to, um, start to, that are more susceptible to damage and that you need to replace. So, you know, having a, a fee schedule like that in place is going to put you in a position where you have 
just really useless coverage mm-hmm. when your older roof needs to be repaired or replaced. Yeah, I mean, of course, I, I have the opinion of if I have a 20 year old roof and at 19 years and, and five months later, a big windstorm comes by and knocks off my roof. Well, you owe me for the full amount of that roof. I don't care if it's at the end of the life cycle or not. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've said this before, you know, if an old guy, you know, if his boat fills up with water and he tries to swim back to shore and he doesn't make it, the poor old guy, he just drowns in the middle of the lake because he can't get back. Well, what's the cause of death? Is it old age? Is it wear and tear? No, it's freaking drowning. <laughs> he yeah. freaking drowned. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, and that's what I'm saying. If I have a 20 year old roof and a windstorm comes by and beats it up and it starts to leak, well, it's the windstorm. It's not because it was 20 years old. That's yeah. BS. And that's what I'm just like, you know, the CFO is starting to be like, well, yeah, if you start driving around on bald tires and just looking for a, a break, well, you just have to go and maintain your tires and replace your tires. I'm like, uh, no, you got that wrong, Jimmy. If I was driving down the road and I ran over a big stick and it broke my tires, I don't care if it was, you know, there was rubber on it or not. You owe for new tires. Like, uh, what are you doing? Well, I mean, when Patronus, I made that example. It was something that, that you considered by yourself as a third party. Um, I have a client right now who insured his property with, uh, with citizens in, in February and then had a loss in, in August. So in February, his roof was insurable, right? I mean, yeah. they came out and they said it's insurable. In August, they said, no, no, we're not going to cover your loss because the roof is full of wear and tear and, yeah. and, and we're not going to pay your claim. And I'm like, well, huh. but six months ago, you, you said it was okay. Six months ago, you said it was insurable. You took the money, right. You yeah. took the money and said, we're insuring your roof. Six months later, I came back and said it's wear and tear. So there, there's a case that's in litigation because I'm going to say, well, how do you tell a jury that six months later with no other intervening loss, no other storms, <laughs> nothing else, that, that this that somehow the roof that was insurable is no longer insurable? Right. I'm, I And again, they say it with a straight face as well, too. And they make it look like you're the bad guy. He's like, oh, you've known you had a roof that was worn and torn. I'm like, no, it didn't because it, 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 it held up. Like there was no rain in my house until Tuesday because on Monday a storm came by. So you tell what are you saying? Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. So um, if you find yourself in this situation, um, go to boltslegal.com, fill out the contact form. If you have a question about your policy exclusions, do do I have a good policy or not? It seems cheap. Is this good enough for me? If I have a windstorm, if I have a, a, a sewer backup, if I have a pipe break, those are the types of questions you need to ask yourself. And are you underinsured? Or uh, if you look up all of you look around your house and you're taking videos and pictures of everything and you say, hmm, what would it cost me to put back all of these contents? Is it 50,000? Is it 100,000? Those are the types of coverage you need to speak to your agent about. You want to have a good amount of mold coverage, 25 or $50,000 in mold coverage. Don't cost you more than $10 a year. Again, talk to your agent. I don't know, but it didn't hit me much when I raised up my uh, amount um, and make sure there's no exclusions. And I would have ask you to not look at a policy that has managed care providers in there, even on a discount. $50 a year is not worth it. So um, boltslegal.com is where you want to go. Thank you so much for being our guest today, bro. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Don't forget to go to our website at boltslegal.com for more information. And again, fill out that contact page. Um, A lot of good information on uh, here today. Hans Kennan, thank you as always for adding some more information uh, uh, to the show. Absolutely love that. Um, We'll talk about this here and more on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Don't forget to check us out on our our website, contractortalkpodcast.com. Talk to you guys next week. See you.